Hello, friends. Welcome back to an episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by BetterHelp and Health Code. They're awesome things. I'm going to tell you about them later. Just trust me. I'll tell you about them. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm going to keep this intro short because I'm super excited about my guest today. Um, I think she's going to give you a ton of insight into, you know, if you're dating right now during quarantine or um, if you're waiting until quarantine's over. She gives really good advice and predictions uh, based on your sign um, and just some general advice for what we should be doing right now to make the most of this situation. And she's very accurate because she is an astrologer and tarot card reader. And so uh, she gave me a reading. I leave a little bit of that in just so you can hear how good she is and how um, I'll explain why later in the podcast there's a little hint in there um, for how accurate she is. Um, But I figured you probably didn't want to hear the entire bulk of someone else's tarot reading. It's like, it doesn't really apply to you, you know? Um, So I I cut out a solid 45 minutes of uh, her giving mine and uh, went straight to the advice you guys can get from her. She's super awesome. So Alex is a millennial focused tarot and astrologer. She's based in Brooklyn, but she is available for Zoom readings. You can book her. She explains that at the end of the podcast. And uh, I think you'll love her. So without further ado, give it up for Alex Kaola. I think I'm saying it wrong. She said it in the podcast or when we were on our Zoom. God damn it. Why can't I say names right? Alex, I apologize. Without further ado, give it up for Alex. (laughs) Alex, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. Thanks for having me. Okay, I'm excited. Sorry that my mom does not know my time of birth. It's really she doesn't even care to figure it out. She's just like, I don't know. She's like, so many people I know. (laughs) Oh, so unhelpful. I know, and you know what? That one's really important for your rising sign. So how familiar are you with astrology, this stuff? Tell me where your baseline. not super familiar like I kind of know like yeah there's a rising sign and what was what's the other one there is there's a so you basically so I really like, I really don't know that much okay got it <laughs> I've had like a tarot reading before and I like I you know I'm sensing that but I wanted to hear you say it no yeah. I'm just kidding um no 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 so like when you were born the exact time of your birth which hopefully we can drill down on someday the planets were all in a particular position. Your rising sign is is where the horizon was at the time of your birth, and that's what the rising sign is. So it's essentially, your rising sign is the way people perceive you. Mm-hmm. It's sort of what drives you. It's how you go through the world. And it's the one that usually we least identify with because it's how other people perceive us. So it's like, I see. people. I have a Capricorn rising, and if you know anything about Capricorns, they're like pretty serious and determined and, and driven. And so people for a really long time would always be like, you have a resting bitch face. Like I saw you on campus and you didn't say hi. And I'm like, I'm just like, I didn't even see you. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's that like kind of like world. Yeah. But I'm not, once people get to know me, like I'm not like that at all. So um, it also helps to determine what you're drawn to in career. So mm-hmm. a lot of times if you're drawn to, like you communicate with people all the time and you're in comedy. So I would wonder if maybe you had like a Gemini rising or something mm-hmm. that allows you to, you're more drawn to making people laugh or like, um, information, getting information to people, guiding people with communication, things like that. Mm-hmm. So So is there no way to know mine if you don't know my time of birth? 
you we can get close but i i tried a bunch of different times and like yeah. it basically comes up with a different rising sign it's like every every minute it's basically different um but we do know your moon sign which if i i feel like that one was a big one for me when i discovered my moon sign so your moon sign is how you feel emotionally it's your deepest self it's how you probably feel yourself more mm -hmm. so than even your sun in cancer so your moon's in aries you, that means you're bold, exuberant, excitable, you're potentially, you know, you really love spontaneity. You were probably a pretty loud, like, bold kid that, like, said... Oh, yeah, I was highly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I literally look at photos of myself and every other kid is just, like, smiling and I'm, like, hands outstretched, like, giving a weird face. Yeah. Shut up, Rachel. No one cares like blunt, like you probably said shit and people were like, oh my God, like, sorry about my kid. You know what I mean? So, um, and, but it also, it translates to like wanting to move fast through the world, um, potentially being impatient sometimes or like irritable in some ways because it's fiery, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, it's how you are in the good times and it's how you are in crisis as well. So yeah, the moon sign is, it's also important for relationships. So like, as you go deeper into a relationship, that person knows you really, really well. They're going to see that side of you. Mm -hmm. So that one I like to use for love, but. Yeah, that's like, that's a more fun sign than cancer. I've never really felt like much yeah. of a cancer. Like when it, right? like when it says that cancers are really moody and stuff, I'm like, I'm really not moody at all. Like I, it takes you have a lot, lot of fire in your chart. I wouldn't say, yeah, because you have you have your your Aries moon, and then you have a Mercury and Leo, and then What's you have air. So Mercury and Leo, that one's cool. Taking that Mercury, <laughs> yeah, Mercury is how you. I'll send you your chart too after okay. this, and we don't know the rising, but um, your Mercury and Leo is probably what drew you to the stage or performing. So you have a performative way of communicating or thinking. So you're always thinking about um, how could I make this a story later? Or how could I tell this in a way that would like get people totally. engaged or excited? So that, I mean, that's perfect for comedy, obviously. Um, you can also engage with people pretty easily and quickly. It's a quicker, like a fire mm -hmm. sign, like a quick wit. Um, similar to an air sign too. So, uh, and then you have a, a Venus in Gemini, which is what you're attracted to and how you love. So you really love to have conversations. You really love to connect with people through dialogue. So when I was looking at your chart, I, even though we don't know the rising sign, a lot of it makes sense just given what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. So here you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to, like, learn the other signs. Because, I yeah, like, when I would read, like, some things when I read about the, can the cancer sign, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, I am kind of, I don't know, I, kind of a homebody, meaning, like, I like to, like, nurture my space. But, like, I also am not, like, such an introvert that I just only want to be at home. And, like, and I, yeah. I would say, like, I'm, inter when it, if, it, if there was a scale from 1 to 10, like, on emotional I'm very empathic and I feel a lot of, and I like worry about people and I, whatever, but like my emotions towards like about myself are like, like I don't burst out in tears. Never really. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I know it's cancers get like a weird rap. Sometimes I was just looking at, um, I love cancers. I have a Scorpio moon. So that's a, okay. another water sign. So I, my, boyfriend my dad's Scorpio. 
Oh, he is? I was going to ask you. That's November, right? November. It's most of November. Yeah. um, A little bit into October. Okay, cool. Um, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I think that there's, the compatibility is so fun and fascinating too. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Scorpios. I think Scorpios also get like a weirder rap too because they're so intense emotionally. But yeah, empathic, you definitely have that in common. Super intuitive. You probably would like to, I don't know, because with your Aries moon, I'd like to see what his moon is too. But you probably, he probably wants to get to the root of things more than you do. Like he, if maybe if you're in an argument, he's like, let's like get to down to brass tacks, like the lowest denominator. I'm like 100%. that too. I'm like, can't we and just get over it? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm over it already. Like I'm I like, blew up and now I'm done. And he's yeah. like, I like need to talk about it more. Yeah. I'm like that too. And my boyfriend's a Taurus and he finds it hyper annoying. <laughs> It's funny. It's like, my boyfriend handle when I'm like, I'm just gonna leave the room in the middle of this argument just so like maybe we can calm down a little bit. And he like can't oh, no. that. does he not work. That. I'm like, that's healthy. So then it doesn't like escalate. It's healthy. Yeah, just imagine it on the flip because this is what I know. I'll, totally. I'm like, if we can't get to the root of or the resolution of this problem tonight, like I won't sleep. You know, that's yeah, like that makes, it's that so makes intense. Sense. It's very yeah. hard. Yeah, that would be it. on the flip side. Yeah, if he walked out of the room, I would be like so upset. I'm sure it's all you know. And in quarantine, just add a whole dose of like you can't fucking leave, right? Yeah. Like, well, just- I'm thankfully like this house. I'm in. No, I'm not doing super well in life. I'm uh, <laughs> at my parents' house. <laughs> I moved out of my one bedroom apartment in LA because it was just like. And my, my neighbors were treating um, quarantine and it's like a courtyard, kind of like Melrose Place type of thing as like the biggest party ever. When I say they were doing like drag brunch on Sundays, which was fun and hilarious, but like I couldn't get any work done because my, my apartment literally was like right by the pool. So anyways, I moved into my parents' uh, house in the desert, which is like an actual house. So oh, when he's so here nice. with me, it's like, there's rooms that we can, we could be in different rooms for parts of the house. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. We're going up. My I'm originally from upstate New York in Rochester, and I'm going up with my boyfriend at the end of next week, and I'm so excited because we so can nice. we just like enjoy being like on different sides of the yard, just to know that we can. Yes, totally. Like, so you guys live together? We do. We live in Brooklyn. I should not complain. We have a really big apartment given the area that we live yeah. in, so we're super lucky. We have two floors, so he's upstairs. Oh my right god, now. that's wonderful. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, the downstairs is a basement, though, quite literally, so this window is, you know, right outside of the garbage, <laughs> but, you know, give and take. At least it's big enough, though. Like, you have, you have extra enough. space. Yeah. We have extra space. We can actually, like, live our lives, which is, which is really nice, but yeah. I mean, relationships that make it through quarantine. What's that statistic in, in China? Like 80% of people. They broke up, really? Broke up. I actually or, didn't know any statistics on I, it. This statistic is not right. You know, okay. 80% of statistics are made up on the spot, whatever that's yeah. thing is. Um, no, but, but the divorce rate run up, went up, like, significantly. I can imagine. I was, like, that so, I mean, it. I still am so scared for, like, people that are, like, locked up with their abuser. Like, kids that are <laughs> locked up with, like... Parents that are abusers or men or women that are locked up with their abuser, like, oh man. Awful. I feel like I feel like we're gonna find out some really scary things happen when this is all over and it's really sad. I know. It just feels like and that yes, many astrolog I mean, twenty twenty astrologically speaking, everyone was talking about it before it happened, like it's gonna be a crazy year. 
I don't think anyone predicted exactly like what yeah. how crazy it would be and how it's like much of a dumpster fire our world is right now. But my only hope is that it's like um in the tarot deck we have a card called the tower and it's basically mm -hmm. like just like a disaster. It's literally a tower falling. That's what the whole year feels like. But yeah. then what do you do after that? You rebuild. So I'm just really hopeful that that will be Yeah. I actually like that mentality. Like I've only had like probably one one time in my life that was actually fairly recently a couple years ago where it really felt like this can't get any worse and but it was also kind of like a well, all right it can't get any worse so exactly like fuck there's it. nothing left to lose yeah so exactly so it's just like bring it on like can i can right. only go up now right that's that's exactly it so yeah the eternal optimist in me is like it can only go up from here. I do think it's potentially going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. It's just gonna. Can you do, can roll. tarot readers do like a tarot read on a situation or like the state of the world or is it only on people? Yeah, you can. It's basically picking up on energy. So like okay. the best way I can communicate tarot is that it's like a language for me. Like I've learned the language of tarot to communicate what's going on energetically. So I would say people are the easiest to tap into just because you can sort of read their energy as, as well as, you know, read what's going on in the cards. But yeah, especially at the beginning, I was doing some readings um, when COVID was going down and there was a lot that would come up around leadership and then like Cuomo kind of emerged and art at least in my community and mm -hmm. um that was really inspiring to see but yeah I re I enjoy reading on things like that just because I also want to know like what's going on and mm -hmm. how to navigate it so I feel like people really look to astrology and tarot and intuitive arts for that reason yeah for sure that's interesting that's cool to know yeah. I did, didn't know that it could be like on a situation yeah definitely i actually like it when people ask me really specific questions like what's going to happen with my apartment because then we can get like really drilled down otherwise when you go a little bit broader with energy you can pick up on a lot of different things a lot of messages so it can get convoluted sometimes just because our lives are really dynamic it's not mm -hmm. like we only have one thing going on at a time Usually I, there's a lot of things. I once asked the only tarot reader or tarot reading I ever had, I asked her if I was going to win an Oscar. And I was like, she was like, well, I don't normally like to answer those kind of questions. I was like, but really, you can just tell me. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, she probably saw that it, the answer is no. No, I'm just kidding. No, she, she, was like, she, she, was, no, she was like, I don't know that that's what it is, but she said, I see, I see awards and achievements for your career or something like coming like she's like I really do see it I don't know what it is but ooh, but she could have been lying to me that's <laughs> yeah that's a really good answer I mean yes you definitely have like with any industry you have your crooks of the industries mm -hmm. obviously you're doing a whole podcast about it but um there are some really 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 talented people in this profession it's just mm -hmm. not really a regulated profession you know what I mean so mm-hmm I, I'm lucky that I had more of a, a normal, I guess, um, corporate life before this. And so I kind of learned business acumen. My family is in entrepreneurship. So I always had that like business mind, but then yeah. figured out that like, oh, also I'm psychic. And also I've how always been you, drawn to these things. How did you know that you were? Like, how did you get into this? And like, what, 
was it something that you had to like suppress like nah that's just whatever or did you everybody has their different stories I definitely had it suppressed and then I was going through um a crossroads moment a breakup and I had a call with a psychic and he he's amazing I still talk to him to this day um and he said within that said a lot of different things in that reading but within that reading he said you're an extremely psychic woman and you are have totally suppressed it you've mm -hmm. pushed it wow. down and because of past lives and things like that so just start to notice when you have this gut feeling like not to go one direction if you're walking or don't go in the subway one day or things like that mm -hmm. and it'll build over time it's just it's going to take time and that was when that was about four or five years ago and then that was really the beginning of everything for me I've always been interested in astrology like I would read all my friends and everybody at work would come to my desk and be like what's going on like you know everybody gets excited about that stuff but then when I figured out wow this could go even deeper than that yeah I studied and you know got stronger over time how interesting so it's a muscle you can like work out and get stronger with absolutely that's a perfect way to describe it everybody has these gifts like even you said i'm empathic i can pick up on people's energies um that's really one level of intuition one level of tapping into someone's energy you might you might actually get overwhelmed with it sometimes i know i do like when i go on the subway i have to like put headphones on get really really focused on myself only because if not it would be a very overwhelming experience for me yeah that very much i have a really hard time in like like my boyfriend says this to me all the time where he's like he's like it's kind of frustrating that i can't just maybe be in a bad mood and not even say anything or do it and i i know instantly and like just even in I can, I know people's energy immediately. Like I can pick on up on if a stranger's upset or having a hard time and it like, it's, it's very overwhelming. Like it's like, and then I feel like I can't, I can't be happy if that other person is not happy, which is like super codependent sounding, but like, I, I want to thing. like, I want to help or yeah. yeah. And, I, and I find myself like, my boyfriend would say this too. I do say really blunt, really awkward things because I just like two strangers pretty much like where, I, I can tell what's going on or like I can pick up on something or I'll ask them a question most people wouldn't feel comfortable asking people. Yeah, I do the exact same thing. Yeah, you yeah. kind of wanna, um, I think sometimes that those themes come up in childhood as well, where mm -hmm. if you were ever privy to something that you saw um, tension or discord in the room, you wanted to fix it as a kid. I think mm -hmm. that happened for me at least. But yeah, my boyfriend cannot, he's he's moody he's a Taurus like mm -hmm. but he's if he's ever like quiet I'm like what's going on like figure you know yeah and he's probably like can I just be in my own mood by myself I don't need to no, tell it's you. this same yeah we have the exact same argument I'm like not really because it affects me yeah your mood affects me so this is about me now yeah 100%. but it totally is true there's a good meditation for that actually um if you know you're gonna go into a situation with like overwhelming energy let's say it's like a yoga class RIP but mm -hmm. Let's say you're in a space Seriously. with other people again, um, closely. Um, you might want to imagine like there's a bubble around you, mm -hmm. and it's only filled with your energy, which is really positive Ooh, and loving. Cool. And you don't want to do it all the time because then you don't get the benefits of other people's energy. Yeah. You know, like you want to open it up when you want to open it up. But that one really helps me, especially in yoga class. Because if I'm next to somebody that has bad energy or juju, I'm like. Mm -hmm. It's ruined. It like ruins me. the whole thing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
And I don't ever t look over and say like, can you please change your attitude? I just well, don't like confrontation. I mean, <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. But, I don't think I was going to say, but like, how, how would you even, oh. like, especially if they're not even like outwardly doing anything, you're just like, I can feel that your energy is bad. Can you just not? Can you, like, I know you, you could just, can you just and, leave? <laughs> or I'll, sometimes I'll pick up my mat, honestly. If it's like really bad, I'm like, and there's yeah. other space in the room. My biggest pet peeve is when people go right next to you and there's like Ugh. so much space. Couldn't agree more. It annoys the shit out of me. But again, like, why did I pick Brooklyn? I don't know. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Should we talk about you? Should we do your reading? Yeah, let's do it. Do you have any particular questions you want to cover? Um, you want to yes, ask the Oscar one again? <laughs> well, yeah, but I kind of want to see what you come up with first, maybe. Is that okay? Just generally? Yeah, for sure. We can do it. Um, just a, a general spread for what's going on in your energy pattern right now, maybe the near future. And then if we have questions, we can pull on those cards more. Okay. Yeah. I mean, go, I definitely have questions, there. but I just want to okay. feel it out first. Sure, sure, sure. Sounds good. So I'm going to angle it down while I'm shuffling. Okay. And I want you to focus on the shuffling as well, just getting centered. And then let me know when you want me to stop. I'll put three piles in front of you. So I choose which when one you... resonates. Yeah. When you stop. Or shuffling. I can go for you. Yeah. No, no I don't. Okay. I just didn't know how it worked. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, three piles, you'll pick which one resonates the most, and we'll pull from that one. Okay, cool. Cool. Are they normally supposed to be like similar to the other tarot reading I'd done or is it just different times in your life? Things are different. What? Yeah. When did you get your reading? Um, probably a year and a half ago. Yeah. A lot can change. Yeah. I think if you're talking about like future, future stuff. Yeah. I like to think about this in terms of like seasonality. So I think it's good to get, if you're getting a general reading, you know, once every three to six months or something like that, oh, okay, just because cool. as you know, like things can change pretty dramatically in our lives. Yeah, I mean, didn't think all my tour dates were going to be canceled in 2020. Sure. Didn't yeah. think we would be like literally on house arrest. Me either. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I mean, I know me personally with this quarantine coronavirus craziness, I miss my friends, I miss my family, and I need an extra ear to talk to. And BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. I love that because I think I'd be the type of person that would feel uncomfortable like, am I going to run into someone like walking into a therapist's office and then they're going to judge me? Like, no, this is private professional counseling. And there are a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And their service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit, like I said, in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And it's way more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And financial aid is available. 
BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They're here for you. And you can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. So visit BetterHelp.com slash be here. That's better. H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So just go to betterhelp.com slash be here and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash be here. So right now, definitely get a sense that there's a lot happening for you, but you feel in an organized state. This is the nine of wands coming up at first and the 10 of cups right next to it, which is a really positive sign. Um, so you also have the daughter of cups, which I think could potentially be you in this reading. This is would be the page of cups or the princess of cups in the other deck. It says that in... You've taken what you've been given in this current situation, in the situation you're in, and you're organizing it to a point where you feel really confident about your direction. So you don't feel like maybe at first it was overwhelming to you, but you very quickly realize like, okay, I can make lemons out of lemonade here or the reverse lemonades, lemonade out of lemons here. And you feel really like good about what you're doing and you feel like what we were talking about before, like your empathetic nature is allowing you to also feed into your passions and your work. So you're utilizing this skill that you never really used it like a superpower before necessarily mm-hmm. in your career or like in what you're working on passionately. Uh-huh. And like now you're realizing like, oh wait, this is actually really, really powerful and I can harness it and feel replenished at the end of the day. So yeah. There's some really good energy happening. That's um, very accurate to exactly how I felt when this thing started. I really, it didn't freak me out too much in terms of like work or whatever. Like it was like, well, yeah, I lost half my income not doing stand up, but I was like, all right, cool. I'll figure something else out. I'll start another podcast. Like it, that happened pretty immediately. Yeah. I do feel like there's some level to that. You're, um, yeah, you got a good groove going which is really nice. So that's this energy that's sort of like starting us off here. And you do have some other major arcana cards here that I want to talk about, because those are kind of the pivotal themes going on in Mm -hmm. your life. The other ones are important too, but not um, quite as like monumental. So my favorite, I hate to play favorites, but is the Wheel of Fortune, which is in the middle of the reading. This is basically like everything happens for a reason you're in the right place right time everything in your life is clicking in such a way where you're like okay well because this date was closed then i got this opportunity with this person because of that thing it's like every single thing lines up in such a way that you're like oh you're connecting all of the dots which is Mm -hmm. a really cool feeling obviously when you can see like Mm -hmm. the wheels turning literally um of fate and destiny in your life and that's, that's a little fortune energy. Okay, so I left a little bit of my astrology and tarot reading in there just so you could get a sense of how good she is um, because that last thing that she said there, the um, about the Wheel of Fortune card, about how one thing you know leads to another and all this, I, we, I recorded this with her I think probably four weeks ago and I had forgotten sort of exactly what she said in the reading. And listening back, 
to make the edits for this podcast, I was like, oh my God, I said something like that recently regarding something really exciting and an opportunity that's happening that I was like, yeah, well, if I hadn't have reached out to that person and I hadn't have known that person and I hadn't done that thing or that work that this wouldn't have, and it was mind blowing. So she'll give you details then, excuse me, at the end of the, I just burped right into my microphone. She'll give you details at the end of the podcast on how to book her. But I think, yeah. So then the, the rest of this episode is all tarot astrology predictions that apply to you. Okay, so I found um, your articles that you've been writing um, regarding um, using people's signs and how like they're gonna how they dated during quarantine and what dating and stuff is gonna be like for them afterwards. I think that my listeners would love to hear about that because I think like being single during this time has to be kind of like what like if you people definitely probably went on hold unless they were doing a lot of like zoom dates or going for walks, you know, whatever. Online dating. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I love that people are making the best of it, but personally, like I associate a date, well, I associate everything with food, but like I associate a date with like, <laughs> unless you're sober, but like a glass of wine and an appetizer and just like the atmosphere of getting dressed up and getting ready and like feeling like your best yeah. self as opposed to like, Hey, let's have a zoom call and then maybe meet up for a walk outside. Like, I just totally. feel like it's got to be a really difficult time. Um, it's a so, difficult time. Yeah, for So sure. I just want to hear like what your predictions are and if you wouldn't mind going through the various signs and like what you predict for them after quarantine. I think my listeners yeah. love that. For sure. For sure. First of all, I want to mention that I think earth signs have had the easiest time in quarantine for the most part. And I say this not only from an astrological perspective, but from my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, So earth signs, that would be Taurians, Virgos, and Capricorns, um, I think have figured out how to do quarantine really well. Mm -hmm. i.e. they're comfortable at home they like to cook they like to take care of their house they like to um lounge if we're talking about tourists and i don't (laughs) want to drag it's just my boyfriend is one so i know that from firsthand knowledge uh but i do get the sense that and then capricorns i think have also been just like work 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 and they're in they're okay with that and so they hadn't necessarily been totally focused potentially Mm -hmm. on you know, they're just like, okay, well, I can't be bothered with dating right now in real life, then I'm just going to work, or Mm -hmm. I'm just going to focus on other stuff that I can control or do well. Um, So I think after quarantine, and then Virgos, I think have been in tailspins, because they're also ruled by Mercury, and Mercury has been all over the place. We had some Mm -hmm. retrograde experiences, so they could potentially be like driving themselves nuts with the analytical Mm -hmm. um, energy of it all. But I do think that they're going to, when things do start to open up again, it'll take them some time to also open their heart up again because mm-hmm. they're just slower and steadier and um, they'll want to seek out really stability. So I don't, I just don't think they'll waste their time with like any old date. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not usually that type anyway. Like they're like, it's fine if I don't go out for a whole weekend or it's fine. Like I, they're not motivated by like the socialness of it all necessarily. Uh-huh. And I will take a step back. Like, as we've talked about, your sun sign is just one component of who you are. So um, if you have a chart that is quite balanced, then you'll 
potentially, you know, take this from your moon sign perspective, or you might um, want to listen to this with um, your rising if you're not dating at all and you're just like dipping your toe in. So, um, and then some people have like all fire in their chart or all their triple Scorpio. Um, and Is that like a they, really intense type of sign? I love, I mean, I have a few friends that, I have one friend in particular that's a triple score. He is fantastic, but he, you know, with, you have three of the one element, or mm -hmm. especially if they're all on the same sign. I also have a really close friend who's a triple Sag. Um, what you see is what you get. Like that energy yeah. that you hear of, of the Sagittarians or the Scorpios, like it's intensified through time. So mm -hmm. those people, typically there's someone you'd remember. There's someone that make you feel some type of way, no matter what. Um, I love it. I mean, I'm fascinated by this stuff. Yeah, so. totally. So it's fun. I actually think um, be kind of a cool personality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, and then and it's truly like what you see is what you get. So there's mm -hmm. not a lot of like not to say that they're not nuanced because of course they're a human being. But when you have somebody with a lot of different elements in their chart, that might be someone who's a little harder to figure out, or there's a little more layered layers mm -hmm. to it. But with a triple Scorpio, you're like, I know if I piss them off, they're like never going to talk to me again. It's like pretty clear. Mm -hmm. um so that said i think listen to this with the grain with your son but then if you know the other elements to your chart you might identify particularly with like your moon or even your venus or mars because those mm -hmm. are like the masculine feminine too anyway those are the, those are the earth signs i'm not totally worried about them i just think they're going to take some time to get back into the swing Mm -hmm. um, air signs are like having probably the easiest time with like the zoom technology dating life that we're living in right now. They're just totally comfortable with that. So mm -hmm. they're, they're all about the talk. They're all about the wit, the game. So they're cool. They're like, yeah. if, but if you can't hold their attention intellectually, they're definitely going to move on. So mm -hmm. I just think they've definitely mastered like the bumble game the, the the apps like they're on zoom dates and honestly like i'm a gemini son and i have had a very full social calendar so really? i yeah i just think Lots like of zoom i was happy like hours. all right <laughs> a lot of zoom happy hours a lot of um you know a lot of chit chat so i think for them yes they're very social they'd like to be out and about but they're also going to make the best of it kind of either way and they will probably want to still facetime before meeting IRL because they like realize that it works. I mm -hmm. actually think this is kind of good for people to realize like, what do I actually want out of my dating experience? What's yeah. important to me before you get physical? Cause that can totally muddy the waters. Yeah. I agree with that too. I feel like it is forcing people to get to know each other, like in an old school way. Yeah. So then they ever, you know, did before. Did before and might ever do again, but yeah. I do. Yeah. I think people would often, I've heard matchmakers say, I want you to talk to somebody on the phone before you meet in real life and on the phone, like not just mm -hmm. texting because they just get the sense. I mean, you can get a lot chemistry wise from someone mm -hmm. and communication is so important. Like we know in relationships, so you better have that down pat kind of before you go forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Gemini's and Libra's are definitely going to want to talk about current events. I think with dating, you know, they just won't. Where, when someone. is a Libra in the, I ha, I'm just thinking of a friend right now. What, what month is Libra, a Libra? is, um, October, most okay. of October and the end of September. Are there any air signs in December? Uh, no. 
Huh, Sagittarius, okay. but they might have they might have a Mercury in an air sign or yeah. something like that. Why are they like they only want to talk about current events? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. In terms of like doing well with like uh, my one of my friends is just doing really well with like Zoom dating. Like she's just as she's oh, just kept going without yeah. Well, if she's a Sag, I do think the fire signs are doing well with that too. Me, but it's for a different reason. It's not for the social component. It's like, there's no other option right now. So I'm going to be determined and I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And I think fire signs are like emerging right now. Like they, especially like it's Leo season. You're starting to notice people are coming out with like a brand new post quarantine Luke. Mm-hmm. I can see like a Leo or a Sag or an Aries even like coming out with like a totally new look and like, killing uh-huh. it. um, so they are doing this dating online dating thing for the purpose of of getting out and being physical again mm-hmm. um which is a little different than the air component of like the intellectual stimulation um mm-hmm. so i would say fire signs have had like the harder time just because they're very impatient and they mm-hmm. don't like to be kept stifled um, you think about that fire, if it doesn't have air to breathe, it's like not going to do very well. So even from clients I've had, like uh, my, my fire sign clients are like, I, I need to get out. I need to be experiencing people IRL. So I think they're going to probably take to post quarantine behavior quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, safely, of course, but they're going to be like the first chomping at the bit out the gate, like dating. Yeah um yeah and they're probably looking real good because they're think they were always thinking about like emerging yeah <laughs> so they're like they never you know they maybe got like even you know like a better bot or whatever um How? and again I don't <laughs> How you know are people doing this? so many zoom workouts I don't know yeah I, I I stuck with that for a little bit at the beginning and then now I'm just going for walks like my grandma every day so you want to eat healthy right But you probably don't have the time, the budget, or the know-how. I mean, I always think like, yeah, I mean, I know how to like have a healthy diet and whatever. But uh, it seems like every time I try to put it to the test, like when I try to like lose weight or make sure I have more energy just based on my diet, I don't think I know what I'm doing. And that's where Health Code comes in. You're going to love what I've discovered with Health Code. It's an easy, delicious perfectly nutritious meal replacement shake. And Health Code wasn't just created by some celebrity. It was formulated by an actual scientist who specializes in metabolism and nutrition. I've been loving the metabolism portion of it because I lack that. I need the boost. And yeah, it's not some flat tummy tea or some Kardashian diet, which is really just plastic surgery. We all know that. Um, You want to lose fat, but you want to keep lean muscle mass, right? So that's why they've included 27 grams of the best quality protein, including collagen for healthy hair, skin, and nails. And you need a healthy gut too. So Health Code uh, Complete Meal has probiotics, digestive enzymes, prebiotic fiber, and apple cider vinegar, which I've always kind of gone off and on on using. And it's not pleasant to take a shot of apple cider vinegar. So thank God it's included in Health Code's shake. And it also has 25 vitamins and minerals, plus healthy fats for a healthy brain and metabolism. And it also tastes delicious, specifically the chocolate macadamia I love. And it's been really convenient for me because I've been really busy lately. I started a second podcast and I'll go to like make lunch. And I'm like, I don't have the time for this. I'm like, oh, I'll just make a health code shake. And I feel full and energized and 
my waistband is finally loosening up a teeny bit. So thanks to Health Code, I'm feeling pretty great. So get our special offer now at gethealth.com. That's G-E-T-H-L-T-H.com. And use the discount code B here for an extra 10% off your first order. And they also have a love it or your money back guarantee. But you're not going to want to give it back. It's amazing. This offer is only available for a limited time. So go to gethealth.com. Again, that's G-E-T-H-L-T-H.com and use discount code B here. So, and Sagittarians are the known travelers of the Zodiac too. So they're definitely planning their next trip. They're Mm -hmm. like, "Um, who am I going to meet on my next, like, if they didn't escape already? Yeah. Um, So those are the fire signs. I think they're feeling a little cooped. They're definitely going to be the first ones out the gate. Uh, And then water signs. I actually feel like most of my water sign friends have actually coupled up in quarantine. They've like found people in this and I think it's because they're very energetically like emotional and people are drawn to them because they take care of others Mm -hmm. and they are really a shoulder to cry on so I feel like it's totally natural that someone would gravitate to someone like that in quarantine and they get emotional very quickly Mm -hmm. with people so um that's kind of what you need emotional vulnerability in order to Mm -hmm. meet someone like if you can't um you know, if you can't be with them in person and then you need to really trust them if you're going to break quarantine or bring somebody into your circle. So I feel like my water signs have done a pretty good job of like actually coupling up if they were single. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they are single now, you know, I think it's just about connecting with people emotionally. So I see them going out back into the world and just being a bit more serious about dating if they weren't serious before. So mm-hmm. like, I recognize this might happen again or like, who I that makes really a lot of sense. time with. Yeah. They know right? what it was like to be alone during this time. And like, it's, yeah, they, they might want to find someone more They're quickly and be more it. discerning. Yeah. Be more discerning. They're naturally very, um, very easily amenable and they can compromise with others a lot of times. So I just get the sense that they will do that even like to the nth degree because Mm -hmm. they're, they're ready to really settle down and find someone. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think that the nuances between the water signs, cancers are natural um, caretakers, homemakers, and they make people feel they really want security. So they're going to also seek out like being with someone who makes them feel secure. And um, I do think sometimes cancers will give, 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 and Mm -hmm. they don't think about their emotional needs sometimes. So I think maybe in this post quarantine, um, I hope that maybe they're thinking about that a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Scorpios are intense, but they're so inherently magnetic that I think people are definitely drawn to them no matter what. So they typically have a pretty easy time dating. Mm -hmm. They just might have a harder time um, trusting and opening up and like letting people really see that deep side of them. Um, But again, I think people are starting to realize if they are still, still single after all of this, like I maybe need to change that about myself or I maybe like they're thinking deeper about Mm -hmm. why they're in this state. Um, Water signs are really good at that. Mm -hmm. No matter what, what placement you have in water, it's like, you're always thinking about like, how did I contribute to this situation? Or like, you're always trying to figure that out. And the Pisces are the dreamers. So they're all always thinking about, they're very cerebral. They're very, they're also very naturally empathetic. They can kind of fill in the cracks 
of their friend groups or their, you know, their relationships very easily. So they just need someone that can kind of get on that level with them, talk like future state or mystical or whatever the case may be, but they're, they're dreamers. So they like to be dreaming with their partner. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you ever find, is it hard for you to like shut off your psychic ability, like in your own relationship? Like, yeah. do you, is it, can you read yourself if that makes sense? Like, could you tell yourself basically what you told me about my own relationship? And is that scary? Does that make sense? Yeah. It's really hard not to be biased. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I read for myself and stuff and I see stuff about my relationship, like I'm, if I'm like, when am I getting engaged? And it's like, not anytime soon, bitch. And I'm like, well, that, re- I clearly wasn't in the right state of mind for that You're reading. Like, wrong, you, know? Like, you know what? That I did the, I pulled the wrong card. It was a glitch. It was stuck together with the other one. Shut up, spirit guides. <laughs> I'm like, you're rude. Um, so I think in those instances, it's very helpful to have, like I have, you know, like a therapist has a therapist. Totally, yeah. You need you need an out, outside perspective, an external objective force Mm -hmm. in my own relationship it's very hard for my boyfriend to get away with anything it's Mm -hmm. very hard for I just can I know when people are lying I know when people are like not telling the whole truth um so that's very difficult for him because he just can't keep anything private to himself I just kind of like so you would probably know when he was going to propose anyways even then Yeah. yeah it's just gonna be tough for him to and he likes to keep an air of mystery or like some senses of um, surprise. And it's just very hard to surprise me. I just mm-hmm. like consent. Yeah, I can sense things. So that's, again, must be very annoying for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and probably even for you though, too, where you're like, you probably want a sense of surprise and an air of mystery, but it's like, you kind of just already know. I'm sure it's like, they both have good points to them, but like, you can't shut it off is probably what's frustrating yeah it is yes definitely I I also just naturally I think I didn't realize this about myself until this stuff came out but I don't like being surprised I don't like the unknown that actually Mm -hmm. makes me feel quite uneasy so once I discovered that oh wow I could tap in and actually figure things out a little bit before they happened I was really relieved because I just don't like to not know so yeah I I drive him nuts in that respect yeah (laughs) Sure, I'm sure he's. Otherwise, that, so. I'm amazing. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm perfect. <laughs> do you yeah. um, do you have any predictions on like what what you think people? And I'm sure it's different for each sign, so you don't have to go through each one. But like with the like economic uncertainty and people's jobs being uncertain, do you just have like an overall type of advice you can give for like? what people should do moving forward from here or what your outlook is on it? Yeah, that's a really good question. So we're moving from the age of age of earth, Capricorn, a lot of Capricorn energy. We were in that space for the last like 200 years. We're moving into the age of Aquarius now. And that's the age that's air an air mm-hmm. sign that's technology that's innovation that is um, humanitarianism and the and making decisions for the greater good mm-hmm. versus with the capricorn energy it's a lot of structure patriarchy um and like government structures and things like that that were being built over the course of the, the last 200 years so it makes sense now mm-hmm. we're really moving into an age and i think collectively 
probably certain generations are a little bit more adaptable or welcoming to this than others, but we're mm -hmm. moving into this age of Aquarius, this age of technology and innovation. And um, my advice would be like, get on board as soon as possible with, yeah. you know, changing your business to be more technology driven or changing to adapt um, to things that are ultimately going to give us all a greater connectivity, but mm -hmm. that maybe change, you know, the way your small business was being run or um, there's just a lot of, I think there's a lot of people that are really fearful about the change. And like we talked about earlier, the more you resist, the worse it will be if you yeah. stick your heels in, but you're being dragged, um, you're going to get a lot more injuries than if you just like kind of let go. Um, yeah, totally. Like, let go, let God. So that, and I, I honestly, I, you know, I think certain generations, I hate to be biased, but like are having a much easier time adapting mm -hmm. or figuring out like, how can I change my business to be more digital? Mm -hmm. um, I think the, <laughs> the unfortunate downside to some of that age of Aquarius energy is the rise of the collective is very different than what we're used to in American culture. So certain cultures are going to have a lot easier time. Japan, China, like these are mm -hmm. cultures that shut down the virus very quickly because yeah. they just did what was best for the society instead of each individual. Mm -hmm. And I remember like in communication class, what communication where we learned about the different cultures and like, how different we are. Like, I remember thinking about like the collectivist culture is, yeah, that's really different than the way we're driven, which is like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The American dream. And it's all about like rising to the top or getting some sort of level of success, but at what detriment or, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. you're not stepping on the backs of other people in order to get that. But yeah, but that's basically what, yeah, we were raised to like, you do this, you get this job, you, you have, you get a house, yeah. you have kids, you like it's, and you are a failure if that's not what you do. Like a structured trajectory. Yeah. And we're learning that that trajectory is, is essentially very fluid and very yeah. different for people. Exactly. I think that so, creates a lot of mental health issues when you just put yourself in a box that you didn't necessarily want to be in because yes. that's just what you thought you were supposed to do. And then totally. people are severely unhappy. They're cheating on their spouse because that's not really even what they wanted. It's, you know, or... Yeah. Or maybe they're not even into girls or boys, but they're in their relationship. Right. They couldn't yeah. come out or something. Yeah. This opportunity, I think this was a really big wake up call opportunity for most of us where we could take a step back and say like, what do I want out of my life? What is mm -hmm. my purpose? Why am I actually here? And that, I love astrology for that reason too, because yeah. you can actually get a sense of like how you move through the world and what your value set is. But, um, you know, a lot of people go through life without ever looking in the mirror or questioning what it is that they're doing day after day after day. And then all of a sudden they wake up 30 years later and they're like, I fucking hate my life. Yep. <laughs> like totally. Yikes. Yeah. We're not going to be in that situation because we have this time. I mean, hopefully, you know, people are using this time for their advantage, which is to really say, what do I want out of my life? And how, mm -hmm. can, I, how can I get there? Yeah. I love that wanted to talk about one more thing before we close out. Um, so before we started recording, you were explaining what star seeds are. Can you explain more on that here? Like that sounds so interesting. Oh, sure. So I've been delving into this and I, w I am not a expert by any means in uh -huh. this area, but there's a lot of research out here. Um, uh -huh. I basically started to get obsessed with so star seeds are, if you think about like our spirit guides, mm -hmm. so if you think about 
with our spirit guides, like maybe our grandpa or like our, you know, anybody who's passed on, but then we can also have spirit guides that are, um, that we don't know that are assigned to us, like our spiritual team and star seeds are another layer of that, but it's less like the earthly people that we think of as being our spiritual guides and more like they're from different dimensions, different alien beings um Uh and and when i say alien i mean just anything that's not like a human okay Um, so it doesn't necessarily uh, need to be like a tall gray or whatever you just mean like yes a different um a different like let's say they're from a different dimension and so it's just a completely different like stratosphere than what we can comprehend Mm -hmm. um and our soul travels many different dimensions many different um like time the construct, all of these things that we sort of talk about as um, we're starting to awaken to right now. We live in the three dimensional, but there's so many different dimensions here. Mm-hmm. And so star seeds are an origin from any of those different dimensions. Wait, that makes so much sense. After you finish telling me this, I have a crazy story to tell you. Keep going. Please. Oh, I love these stories. So I got kind of fascinated by these stories from um, different podcasts and just researching, um, many people have been channeling uh-huh. and have had star seeds come through. So these are these beings from different dimensions, giving them sort of information, like helping to guide us. Most of them are benevolent. So most of them are here to say like, Hey, you know, we're, we're trying to help guide you guys into like making the right decisions. Like that's, um, that's usually how the information is coming in, but there can be star seeds just like there are humans who are evil um and you have a whole podcast about that there can be star seeds that also have that um dimension like a more of an evil or dark Mm -hmm. presence so to speak so those people can also come through or those beings can also come through as well we have also had encounter many people have had encounters with alien abduction and those are usually for the purposes of good as well but they also want to get some of our dna and some downloads and things like that too and so uh-huh. there's all sorts of different like layers to this because the star seed component is sort of this channeling of knowledge from different dimensions um but also the the sheer fact that our souls could have been origins from any one of these different dimensions as well. So, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a couple of cool videos on YouTube. I want really, I go really deep on this. And, um, when they explain some of the different dimensions and some of the different planets or origins of these star seeds, you might get the chills like, Oh wow, mm-hmm. that really feels like me. Or that feels like we're just so transient our souls, you know? And I mm-hmm. think our, um, human dimensions of consciousness really limit us to believing what that could be. You know, reincarnation is could be in different dimensions. Yeah. How cool would that be? Um, so it's not just like, you're going to come back as a beetle if you sucked, but yeah. more so like you could be a reptilian, you know, star seed eventually. Um, or, you know, you could potentially live in um, or be sort of ascending to mm-hmm. a totally different dimension or plane or living a completely, like you've ever seen the way, living mm-hmm. a completely, oh, yes. you know, separate reality, but in the same, in different planes of let's say earth. So I'm just obsessed with all this stuff. So it's yeah. all kind of like layers of, um, of the alien conversation really. Yeah. Okay. I have two crazy stories to tell you based on what you, yes. okay. Well, three. Okay. 
this all just make this first one brief. Number one, my step grandpa, who's like my real grandpa, is the cutest, the most sane and normal person ever. Like, I would say he's the most even keeled, normal, sane person. Doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, never has in his entire life. Like, whatever. He has the most insane alien abduction story. And like, if anyone else maybe told me it, I'd be like, all right, are you sure you were high or something? But like, he, he and he never says anything crazy. Like, I 100% believe him. That was number one. Wow. Number two. So these are both from um, podcasts I listened to recently. When you just said, um, like, aliens might be like uh, collecting DNA or whatever, Google, I looked this up when I was waiting for our thing to upload. Google the, um, the blobs that fell from the sky in Oakville, Washington. It was in, I think, the most recent um, My Favorite Murder mini-sode. But basically, it started raining like these jello-like substances for like, I think, three weeks. Just rain, but so not like, not like hail, not like rain. It was literally like if you touched it, it felt like jello. And like, and if, if someone put their like windshield wipers on, it would like smear across, like just so weird. Some people started getting sick and all this stuff. So in the, in the telling of the, um, the email that was sent in about it and uh, George is like, I think it's aliens. And Karen's like, no, I don't think it is. And George is like, no, you're gonna know it's aliens in a second. So they decide to like test the substance. It had human DNA in it in the the blobs contained like human cells like contained uh white blood cells and and these cells from blobs are also found to have no nuclei so they contained human cells like as if it was like and they even were like well no it couldn't be like the waste from like an airplane or something like they thought about they're like that doesn't even make any sense because that's not even what it would be like i don't know like were they testing us and then... of, like an alien spaceship or something? i don't know isn't that crazy? Maybe it was like a warning. Maybe. I don't know. It happened in like 1994. So look that up when we're done. And then the other one, okay. So the star seeds, I think this is like, so um, the Morbid podcast also does like these listener tale mini-sode type things. And I think one of the coolest, craziest stories I've ever heard. And the guy that wrote this in also seemed like an insanely stable, normal person. And so when we get off this, I'll tell you exactly which episode and like the time code to listen to it. But basically, and I don't know, I guess Starseeds would explain it because I, my boyfriend and I were like, how do you explain what this is other than like some weird form of time travel, but like also not. So I think maybe, I don't know how many years prior to like the incident of him finding out, um, he saw um, this female ghost multiple times and she i think she was like she would try to say something to him or scream or something and nothing would come out think of if i'm getting it right but she wasn't like an old-timey ghost she was like he was like i think he was said something like she might have been dressed like a realtor or she just had like a like a smart like modern outfit on or whatever and he saw her a bunch of times i'm probably not telling it right there's probably more to it but just picture this woman okay he knew exactly what she looked like she kept trying to tell him something and nothing would come out so cut to Several years later, I don't know how many years later, he gets in a car accident, not caused by him. I think it was a drunk driver or something. Hit him. Somehow, drunk driver survived. He survived. And another and a woman died in the crash, another car. So maybe the drunk driver hit him and then he hit someone else. 
and he felt horrible, horrible guilt about it. Um, and he ended up reaching out to the woman's husband, I believe. And, um, just apologizing. And I think the man was like, it's not your fault. We know it's not your fault. It's like the asshole drunk driver's fault, like whatever. And the guy telling the story was like, I hope this isn't too much, but would I be able to come to the funeral? Like I, I'm really sorry. And I want to pay my respects. So he goes to the funeral and her photo is there. It's the woman years ago that was trying to tell him something. It's the exact same woman. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm getting t- chills telling you it. Like, he, it's the woman. So like that, that because I was like, well, it's not like a, she hadn't died yet. So it's not like a goat, but like maybe in her dimension, she had died and was, maybe she was trying to tell him not to take that route. Maybe she was trying to like correct time and go back or something. I don't know. Or wow. she just, or maybe she was trying to tell him it's okay that I died. I don't know. But isn't right. that insane? That's insane. Yeah, I'll have to give you this so you can listen to it told properly. But like, oh, that must be kind of what like a star seeds thing is. Yeah, it's well. So that was like interdimensional travel. I feel like uh, I mean, trying to organizing all this stuff is like really difficult. Yeah, it's like a lot of information that is newer. But yeah, that feels like very OA like to me, which is like mm-hmm. those inter- interdimensional like. That that show is one of my favorite shows, but I had oh, to go great. back and watch it so many times Same. to like fully get it. A bunch of times, yeah. Second season, yeah. I didn't like quite as much, but I know me either. But it was cool. It was still really cool. Yeah. Um, I was mind blown at the finale. Like, how could they have canceled it? Like, I, I need know. to know what's going on. So yeah. So Star Seeds. I had a Reiki session with this girl, super, super talented. And afterwards she kind of recapped with me and she was like, look, there's a couple new spirit guides here, new to the mix. Mm-hmm. They got the sense that they were star seeds, got the sense that they were aliens. I don't know where they're from. They were really cool with all your other spirit guides, but they're, you know, they're all getting to know each other. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I would love to get to know them. Like, do you have names? She's like, no, I don't have names. Like, they'll figure it out, like, over time. Like, they're, they're new. They're, they're new here. They're new Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have one more question because I obviously have taken up so much of your time. Did you ever, um, and do you now, and did you as a kid have, like, paranormal experiences? Do you see anything no. like that? No. I don't. I'm, I'm claircognizant, which is that, like, knowing – um, that's like a, that's one of the hardest ones to explain, but it's like, I just know things. That's why, like we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, so like cool. my boyfriend can't get away with stuff or like, I just know things about people in situations that are, people will be like, how do you know that? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I can't explain it, but it'll be the truth. It'll, it'll come out later. Or, you know, mm-hmm. people, um, I can sort of get a sense of like what's going on in a situation rather quickly, which is a very, very good skill to have. But I just thought it was just like, I had really good judge of character you know yeah. growing up you're like I'm just like good at that but t- it turns out I just have like a little bit more of the ability to get there um so what yeah I've I've definitely shut it down I've shut I've I'm very fearful of that um mm-hmm. if I'm being totally honest so I've gotten like clear audience messages and I've definitely got what's that mean like you can hear I can hear things like a that just guide or something saying like sound like it sounds like a different version of your own voice, really, like mm-hmm. in your head. It's kind yeah. of hard to. That's cool. But like when I'm reading, sometimes when when I was reading for you, like certain words will pop out that wouldn't be 
what I would say in that instance. And so that's like how you know you're really channeling. It's like these words that are coming through that you're saying that are like no filter. You gotta yeah. kind of like let your own filter get out of the way, your own ego get out of the way to really properly like channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and clear sentience is like you feel things. So you maybe have the, um, when you meet someone that, you have a soulmate connection to or a soul bond with and the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Like we kind of all have these like weird, you know, mm-hmm. when we both got the chills when we were listening to that story, like that's a version of clairsentience. Yeah. Um, but clairvoyance is seeing things and I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And I wish I did. I mean, it sounds so freaking cool. But isn't clairvoyance more like you can see the future? Not necessarily like, because I'm not clairvoyant, but I've had like a lot of paranormal experiences. Like I feel like yeah yeah i don't i don't but also seeing anything that you wouldn't normally that are it's not normally it's not on this plane right so that Mm -hmm. could be that could be really anything that's just like the ability to see um things that you would not normally have the ability to see okay that makes sense it could even be like if people who see auras, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a different thing, but they see you, but they see like color around you. So that's a version of that. Um, but no, I did. I was super scared of that growing up. So I think I just kind of blocked that ability. Yeah. But you had the, you had those. Uh, yeah. I've had, I've had um, ones as an adult, but I'm wondering if the one that I had as a kid was more of a star seed or clairvoyant because it doesn't, it, it doesn't fit into like, the normal, like, oh, I saw the vision of this ghost. It's, I'll tell you quickly. So uh, I was about when I was like five and we lived in an old Victorian house up on the hill in Astoria. And down below us was a river. Uh, well, there was a road and then there was a river and there were train tracks that ran along the river. Well, those train tracks were like, they, they had not been operable for a very long time. So one night when I'm in bed, I heard the sound of a train and a train whistle is completely as distinctly as, and for the rest of the time that I lived in that bedroom, I would just on certain nights, I would, it's really weird. I would see like, um, when I say like, it almost looked like the out, like the outline of like a, like a ghost train, but it wasn't necessarily just like, oh, here's a, it was, I would, I could see little vignettes of what was happening inside the train cars, but like back in time. So like, I, I could see like, oh, these people were dining or these people were doing this and that like, and I would just like, some nights I would see it, some nights I wouldn't. And I would sort of just like watch them like it was like a, mo- like a weird movie. I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> like, and it didn't scare me because it was more just like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain that. And I don't think it was just like a childhood imagination because I know exactly what it looked like to. You remember to- looking at it and yeah, seeing it like that. 100%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that, super cool. Yeah. That might've been like a star seed. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah. Well, if it wasn't operable and it was in the past, I feel like that, yeah, that was probably like an old-timey ghost train car. Yeah, it's I guess kind so. of fun. Yeah. And and you had a sense of calm, right? Like you didn't yeah, feel didn't, like there was anything. No, it did not scare me. It was just like a weird, same thing with like, I had a, a, a ghost shake my bed in uh, Airbnb in London. And like, at first I, I, it scared me, but then I was pissed off because I really needed to go to sleep because it was like, we had just gotten there. Uh, and so I was just like, right, that was great. That was funny. Can you please let me sleep now? And I went back in there and slept, but at first it scared me. Oh my God. That's terrifying. That's what I was always afraid of. Cause growing up my, my stepmom, um, 
it's really, really funny. She had a sixth sense of humor and she also really wanted us to like watch The Exorcist and she would like dress up in a witch costume. I know. I watched it when I was like 11. I was just telling this story the other day. And she would dress up in like witch costumes and like go to a window and like scare the shit out of me. And I just like, I think I just had a very different kind of like level of understanding of it. Like this is what will happen if this stuff happens. And so she kind of scarred me for life on that. That's but I hilarious. mean, oh, she was pretty funny. <laughs> she was a blast. I mean, it's just funny when you think of as an adult, I'm about her age now that what she when she was doing that shit to me. And I would do it now to my kid too, you know? But it's yeah. like I was kind of a sensey kid. I, I you know, it yeah. affected me more. But yeah, she was a blast. She was so funny. Oh, you grew up okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it's really funny though. I like but, that. Like, dude. I they're like pranks. practical jokes like she that. She said, yeah. like, yeah, hanging out in like closets. When we would like bring a boyfriend home, they like they would be meeting her for the first time. She'd like hide out in the closet, and, like pop out, and scare the shit out of it. We'd all be just be watching in the other room. Like, I feel ah! like I'd be so, I feel like I'd be so embarrassed about that. I'd be like, can you please just be normal? <laughs> we just like no. If we said that, she would want to do it ten times more, and then she just yes. like wouldn't tell us and so it was better to know you know like better to know when it's happening you could at least see it what a fun way to live like that's an oh wow yeah it was really yeah she really was so funny well thank you so much for doing this will you tell my listeners where they can find you and how they can book a session if they want you you're doing them virtually and stuff absolutely yes they're all via zoom um i'm high priestess of brooklyn every and pretty much every platform so that's my website that's my instagram um and you can book a session with me via my website or find my work on instagram i also recently started a podcast too oh sweet what's it called yeah it's called priestesses prescribe oh i'm gonna i'm gonna subscribe now oh amazing thank you my my co-host and i erica are both priestesses but she has a little bit more of like a holistic wellness background Uh and i have a astrology um into you know intuition and psychic intuition background so i start off with like an astrology reading and tarot reading and she ends it off with um a prescription on what we can do with that energy whether it's like take a certain oil or do a certain meditation yeah so we're doing them right now with the moon cycle so Mm -hmm. every new and full moon but i think we'll start to add some guests and talk about some topics as well so oh that's so cool congrats yeah super fun thanks i appreciate that